Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating episode number 84. (laughs) So today we're talking about the totally unexpected benefits of becoming a naturally healthy person. But first, let's talk about the best bite I had. So I've really been getting into tofu lately. Like, I'm so glad I decided to start eating it again and just ignore all the, like, you know, soy is bad, blah, blah, blah stuff. I've just been having it diced and then tossing it in something delicious, like some seasoning, and having it in salads or abundance bowls. And so the other day I had diced up the tofu and I tossed it with some um, sashimi togarashi, which is this like Japanese spice blend. It's got peppers, it's got sesame seeds. It's just like real and orange zest. And so it's really flavorsome and salty. And I had that with avocado and some leaves. And it was just this flavor explosion. I was like, I can't believe I love tofu so much. It's so crazy. Anyway, plan for today is I actually got a special guest. So I had a conversation with Caitlin, who's one of the people who joined the Naturally Healthy Club in the January 2022 group. And I knew Caitlin had made some amazing progress, but I was really blown away by what she revealed. So rather than give away all Caitlin's secrets, I'll let you listen in on the conversation. Hey, Caitlin, thanks for agreeing to have a chat about your experience with the Naturally Healthy Club. So first thing I'd like you to share with everyone is like, why did you want to work with me? Like what drew you to Naturally Healthy Club to begin with? Yeah, thanks, Jules. I actually had originally been following Stone Soup maybe a decade ago, a long, long time ago, and looking at the meal plans. And so you were always sort of on my radar. And then I started coming across your podcast, um, Joyful Eating, and I started listening to a lot of them. And something about it really clicked with where I was at and what I was kind of I didn't even really know I was looking for it, I guess. And then when the um, applications came up for the Naturally Healthy Club, uh, it took me a little while to work out if this was the right place for me and I wasn't sure if it was going to be a good fit. So I really took some time to think about it because it was just so out of my experience before being in a very restrictive diet, Weight Watchers. It just seemed too good to be true. I thought... (laughs) What pipe dream is she selling me that I can be comfortable and easy around food and food will become a non-issue? I just, it just seemed too good to be true. Right. So that was like, that was probably a biggest concern is like, would this actually work for me? Yeah. Yeah. And at the time I was curious and I've always been sort of open to new things like this. You know, I see like a kinesiologist and that sort of stuff. So it's not like I'm not open-minded to different things, but I think I got to the point with the motivation as it often is with having kids being, it's such a teachable moment, isn't it? And I mentioned this in my application to you. I think I, I could really see history repeating with my elder son who's a bit bigger and has a voracious appetite and I could see that I really needed to get a handle on this to be the parent that my kids deserved and that was really the driving force because I I, I'd almost accepted that I was just going to live in this uncomfortable body I was 44 and I decided I was done trying which now I say that out loud is just yeah yeah and I've got, and I just think I'd gone, I tried so hard and it was, it was just too hard. 
So I sort of accepted that that would be my lot in life. And I'm sort of blessed and cursed with having a really, really supportive spouse who would never have mentioned my weight, no matter how big or small I was. So I didn't have that external pressure from family going, you need to lose weight, this, that, or the other. So I thought I'll just be this size and I'll just keep wearing big black capes for the rest of my life. And that's, that's fine. And I was sort of, sort of bit fat. So I could still, I could still hike. I could still play tennis. I could do that sort of stuff. So it wasn't to a point where I, it was really, well, I didn't think completely inhibiting my lifestyle, but now I look back at hundred percent was, but so looking at my son's relationship to food and it's that kind of thing where, you know, they say that the thing that irritates you most about your kids is what you recognize in yourself. And so I would see him not having an off switch and overeating and, you know, we'll be at a party and he's just like pushing other kids out of the way to get to the lolly ball and that sort of stuff. And I thought, I don't know how to parent this because I wasn't, I didn't like the way I was parented with it. We had in a really restrictive, no sweets in the house. And I knew how I responded. I would go to friends' houses and eat everything, you know, join swimming squad just because you got Milo at the end and like eat half a tin. And so I knew I didn't want to repeat that history, but I also, I just had no tools. And um, my husband's one of these people that eats for fuel and he's a builder, so he's outside all the time. And it's just a non-issue for him. So he was always very much like, kids just need to exercise more. If you exercise more, you can eat what you want. And I just thought, I know that's not true because my whole life I know that's not true. I exercise a lot. You were super active, yeah. Yeah, so that's never worked for me. So I just, I was really conscious that I needed to get a handle on it. And particularly because the way I was responding to my son was with all the baggage and shame of my own experience. And I, I was sort of panicked and it would come out as kind of anger towards him and I and that just wasn't cool. So I wanted to get a handle on that. Um, so your kind of gentle approach really sort of made me think, okay, maybe I can find the answers I need here. But I, I really thought I was doing it more for him than myself. Yeah, because you you were a lost cause, Caitlin, obviously. <laughs> I was done. And that and it might have been a self-protective thing because I think, you know, some of the barriers, um, as always, when you're starting a new thing is kind of like, well, what if this is another thing I start that I fail? You know, how many times did I start Weight Watchers? Like embarrassingly, how many times? So maybe that was part of my brain protecting myself in a way. Yeah, fascinating, isn't it? That's where it was. And it's hard to believe that that was less than 12 months ago that I'd even started thinking that. Like that's wild to me. Yes. <laughs> wow. So what's been your favorite part about doing this work, Caitlin? Um, I've actually really enjoyed the group coaching and I've never done any coaching before, actually to a point where that was maybe a little bit of a psychological barrier when I was talking myself into applying was that the only coaches I've ever had before have been like sports coaches at school. And I thought, is this going to be like a yelling thing or a tough love thing? Is she going to have a whistle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought um, I just I had no idea what it would be like. And I'm a coaching convert. I love it. I found it so fascinating to be on calls or even just listening back to the podcasts to people all around the world, different ages and experiences and everything else. But we just have this all this commonality about wanting to get better. And so many of our habits are so similar, right? 
weight loss journeys before have always been really isolating. Even when, you know, even when I've gone on Weight Watchers before and brought a friend, you know, it's been with, you know, that skinny friend that wants to lose two kilos before their wedding, like annoying. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) It's like a proper community and a proper safe space and everyone is just so lovely and encouraging and respectful. And I didn't even know I needed that, but it's been such a gift. Yeah, that's that's like you didn't even know you needed that. That's so good. Yeah, I didn't um, even know. No. Yeah. So what was the biggest transformation that you got? So other than a whole new wardrobe, which has been pretty, <laughs> um, like to the point where some of the clothes that I bought even like a month ago are too big, which is sort of annoying in a way because I was always used to like just go for the biggest size on the rack and squeeze into it and that'll be fine. Um, whereas now I have to think about what size I am, but also awesome. In More seriously, I think the biggest transformation for me would actually be my moods. I am actually not an angry person and I thought I was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I just thought that I was just, that was who I was. I was a little bit, I was irritable. I was impatient. I had a real temper, you know, and it had sort of got worse. And I thought, oh, it's COVID and it's perimenopause. You can blame perimenopause for a lot. Now that I've been Googling perimenopause a bit, the ads I get are wild. But it's sort of become a non-issue. I feel like I'm much more stable. I am genuinely a happy, positive person. I show up for myself and all my relationships, work, family, wider family, completely differently than I did this time last year. Wow. So actually nothing to do with the physical self at all, which has been, again, not what I was expecting. I think people would have described me this time last year as kind of being, you know, still energetic and positive, but it was a roller coaster. And as usually happens, your closest kind of gets the worst of you as well. So I would be just kind of just this roller coaster of kind of binge eating, you know, self-loathing, restriction. And I just don't think I was actually nourishing my body properly to sleep well, to exercise properly. So everything just feels just calm and in balance. This is so great, Kaylin. It's so great. And so, and like, I'm sure like the the biggest one, of course, is with my mom, who I've had a pretty strained relationship for a long time. And I just suddenly, I'm just seeing that whole relationship through a different lens. And I think a lot of the coaching and actually just being coached as well, as you always say, it's like, assume people have positive intent. That's massive. People that actually love me are coming to this or saying this or whatever with positive intent. It's a, it shifts everything. Yeah, that's the biggest transformation, I reckon, um, yeah. that I'm no longer a grumpy nightmare. Okay. <laughs> right, so new wardrobe, new attitude readjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I think also, well, I guess coming back to my original motivation, I'm not worried about my older son anymore. It's just become sort of a non-issue. Like I find that I can talk to him. We don't obsess over it at all, but I can have a conversation with him about food choices and, you know, if we're having treats later tonight, maybe we don't want one now and just 
a bit of balance and I'm not moralizing food in the same way I was before. Like I'm not, um, and you know, he's obviously still like, if there are chips in the house, he's going to eat all of them. Um, cause he's got to get in before dad does. But I also don't feel stressed that he needs to learn the lesson now. Like I feel like I'm a role model now and I can just gently guide rather than going no sugar in the house and none of this and none of that. So and that, I guess that feeds into the other, you know, it, it's just a much more calm relationship in that way. Yeah. I didn't expect it to become a non-stressful issue, if you know what Fantastic. I mean. Fantastic, yeah. So that was quite unexpected. To the, like, yeah. And also it sounds, sounds like you've got that trust that he's going he's gonna to turn out okay, like it's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the points in our manifesto is to kind of, you know, love our bodies at any size in any way. And that's that for an old dieter that spent a long time, like just hating their bodies. That one, like, you know, it's still in my belief plan because it's kind of like some days I'm like, you know, if I didn't lose another kilo or another, would I be fine with the way I was for the rest of my life? And I hundred percent would, but I also still want, I know what I can achieve now and I know what I can do. So that's kind of the balance, but I can look at my son now and go, I, I knew intellectually I loved him unconditionally, but now I know it completely, you know? Yeah, beautiful. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, that just makes me feel like so good yeah, to Yeah, no, it's like, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like people listen to this and go, that can't be true. That's like, what <laughs> What is this witchcraft? That's right. I'm paying Caitlin here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So what surprised you? Like, so that's, a, that's a lot of surprises there already, Caitlin. Is there, yeah. Else yeah. Well, there's surprised you? Surprise you. Um, I think I mentioned this maybe early on in our one-on-one. One, one on one, and the thing that really surprised me the most about the process was I kept waiting to get to the trauma. I kept thinking, oh, right. we're going to have, like, when do I start um, stuff? Like, when do I start having to work through all the shame and what someone said to me when I was in a bathing suit and when I was eight or whatever, you know? And I actually was so convinced that this was going to be hard and traumatic that I prepped my kinesiologist to say, we're going to need weekly sessions because I know as soon as I, unpick this scab I don't know what's going to come out and I've been holding on to this and it's like and so we'd started the process and I reckon we were maybe six weeks in or something and I remember saying to you so no one's talking about like no one's turning up to coaching talking about you know their deep trauma and even if they touch on it it's not it doesn't it doesn't become this like awful big you know traumatic thing and I remember you just saying well do you want to talk about your trauma or whatever? And I'm like, not really. And you were like, you don't have to. And I think that's what I really liked about it was it's a really forward-looking program and you can go in and do that work and you feel like you're in a safe space and sometimes things come out, sometimes they don't. But in order to start putting the pieces together and actually doing the process, you don't need to touch any of that at all. You can just leave that where it was and you can, if anything, you look back on this kind of lens of, you know, self-compassion and forgiveness, you know, when it comes up. But it's not this like you don't have to go back and berate what an awful person you were or what your, how bad your, what your parents did or whatever. It just, I was really surprised that we didn't have to go into those awful areas. We just didn't. It was just like eat good food and stop before you feel sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know? so good. So that was, and, and actually in that weird way that kind of now that um, now that it's and it, and it sort of touches on so many other areas of your life that now that you don't have to go back and, you know, reconcile every awful thing that's ever happened to you, you can just get on with it. It's amazing suddenly you look at your all of your life's lens and relationships and work and everything else. It's like just start today and just do it today and see what happens, you know? Yeah, and like just take one step at a time with like and focusing on where you're going to get to rather than yeah. digging yeah. into the, the skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that was definitely my surprising bit. And my poor kinesiologist, I think I've seen her less this year than I've seen her before. Feeling her business. Feeling <laughs> her business. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's great, Caitlin. So, yeah. um, so who would you recommend Naturally Healthy Club to? Look, I think anyone that is wanting to make a change in how they're feeling about themselves or food, and I know that, you know, it doesn't need to be completely, the person doesn't have to be at their wits end or have tried everything. Um, I mean, I know for myself it absolutely came at the right time and sometimes like, oh, God, I wish I would have done this earlier. But I know now that it worked now because it, I was ready for it now and I really trust that these things happen when they need to happen for each person. But I think particularly for people who, um, and I've got one friend in mind when I'm thinking about this and I've discussed this with her already, when people say to you, weight loss is in your mind, not in your body, and you just feel exhausted by that and you go, oh, that's too hard. My, I have no discipline, I have no willpower and it's that makes people freak out even more. But that's the easy bit. Like that's the bit that I would say to them, that's where a coach is really super useful because you can get that support. You don't have to do that on your own. It's so much different from a book or something by yourself and it will transform every other area of your life. So people that feel like it's their fault that they're, you know, in that mindset, it's their fault and they feel like the idea of changing their thoughts is just a mountain they can't climb you are the perfect person and this group, these groups, the people that, that can gradually, slowly, day by day in a very safe, non-threatening way, just slowly adjust the way you think about yourself and the world and you'll wake up one day and go, ah, it's completely different and those thoughts will feel really foreign. So I think particularly for those people that might be struggling with the mindset shifting I think this is really yeah, useful right that even that mindset could actually make the difference like if you're still looking for you know some perfect list of these are the good foods and if you just stick to that list of good foods yeah. and avoid all the bad foods then you'll lose weight like yeah. yeah particularly when people have struggled with it for a long time they know what what a what's a healthy choice and what's not like we know that we're not stupid and particularly if you've been in diet culture I mean you sort of you've read enough labels and you know enough this or that. So it's really more about then changing your mindset and changing your focus and taking away that victim. And I don't say victim in kind of a shaming way, but that victim kind of like I'm comfortable being a victim. I'm comfortable now being this person. So I think that's where it's really useful because the tools that you teach with the daily practice and just the regularity of showing up for the group and showing up for yourself is what sort of has that accumulative effect on your thought process changing, I think. Whereas if you try and just read a book 
Um, like, so for instance, you know, and I love Atomic Habits, best book ever, but I got far more out of this course than I did from reading that book because it was practical, it was reinforced. I was learning from other people's experience as well rather than just looking at the theory in a book. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right, and you were actually applying it like totally. over, over yeah. a six-month period rather than reading yeah. it once and putting it down. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, do both. Read Atomic Habits. Yeah, and yeah that's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Kate. And I really appreciate you taking the time to have, have a chat about naturally helping. I know it's my pleasure. It's yeah. my it really is my pleasure. And I feel like I'm gonna be part of the naturally healthy club family forever. Um and it's such a gift. It's been fantastic. Yeah, so if you'd like to be like Caitlin and be like buying a new wardrobe and no longer be, like just automatically going for the biggest size, like actually having to think about what size am I? And also like actually possibly changing your mood rather than being like a grumpy person, actually, and blaming it on perimenopause, like actually feeling a lot better in yourself with your relationships and feeling like just a happier person, feeling more well-nourished and more well taken care of then I'd love you to join the Naturally Healthy Club. So it's my six-month coaching group that gives you a personalized, simple, and most importantly, like super doable process to change your relationship with food. So you actually enjoy eating well and you feel good in your clothes and you just might become a happier person as well. So for more details, check out the link in the show notes. Um, It's super fun and I would love to welcome you in. Okay, have a beautiful week and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.